if you want to be seen in your industry, you got to go out on stage. Um, it doesn't have to be literally a stage, but to go out to conferences, to go be invited to panel discussions, to go on to podcasts and participate and talk about your business. Now, have you ever heard a speaker where you see them and they immediately grab your attention? Well, that is exactly what happens every time I see Kyoko Takayama pop up in my newsfeed. And you know what? One of the things I will say is I am a little jealous because she has like that personality that just really grabs you in that I like, I wish I had that. So I definitely had to have her on the show. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Tara. I'm so excited to talk about communication and all things involved. Yes. Hello, Absolutely. hello, hello. Absolutely. And, you know, I love this topic because I tell business owners all the time and, you know, my, all the audience knows my background is accounting and finance. And I think accountants are probably the worst at communicating. Um, and it's something we need to work on because I think communication is a critical part of really being able to help you move forward in any business. So before we jump into the details of it, tell us a little bit about your background. My background. Well, the story, I'm not going to give you the whole story. Do you want the whole story? Um, you give us as much as you want. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to tell you the short version, which is my, I'm Japanese American, grew up, my parents are Japanese, they're both born and raised in Japan, and my two brothers and I grew up in New York. And so to, to, to discuss my journey, there's three, three <laughs> um, stages that really brought me to what I'm doing now. Um, and I think like you can, you can relate to this and I, and a lot of business owners can relate to how they started. And a lot of times it's some sort of challenge or obstacle or hardship that you face that perhaps makes you start your own business. So my thing was I graduated from university, got a corporate job not educated financially because they don't teach you that in school right and i was overworked underpaid and got sick from working i was just physically and mentally ill from from working and that was when i realized that i needed to find work with purpose mm -hmm. because my body really rejected something that i that work that i didn't love and then i decided to move to barcelona where I pursued a master's and um, I wasn't fluent in Spanish when I first moved here, but I went to, I was in not being fluent in Spanish, you know, learning, I, you know, I had a pretty basic knowledge of, of Spanish and it pushed me to like really find work. So like if I were in the U S and I had, you know, and I weren't, and I didn't know what to do, I would just find a job. Right. But being in Spain, I had to actually really push myself to find work that I really loved. I'm like, okay, this is an opportunity to recreate yourself, which is how I started my business. And I said, okay, you know what? I ran out of money. I need to figure out how I'm going to make some money. Um, 
doing something that I would enjoy doing, which was teaching English. I started teaching English and that is really where the story, the journey begins. That's the short version of it. I got sick. I moved to Barcelona and then I had to make money. And here I am. I'm like, okay. But really the motivation was I got so ill working for a company that I, I, I said to myself, I don't ever want to work for another company if I can help it, you know, collaborating. Yes, but I don't want to be an employee of a company. And that was what drove me to start my own business uh, on my own terms. Awesome. I love it. I mean, and you know, that's, you know, not a, I guess you say a common story you hear people say of like moving to a new country, not already, like I said, being fully fluent in the language, but then starting a business. So how was that process? I mean, like I said, of starting the business there, I mean, since you grew up in New York. How do I say it? I had no other choice but to figure out how to make money. It was either I ran, I ran out of all of my savings and I was like, okay, I either have to figure out how to make money so I can stay here or I go to Tokyo, which is where my family was because I wasn't going to go back to the U.S., so right now, my entire family live in Tokyo. So if I were to go back anywhere, it was going to be to Tokyo. And I'm like, I don't want to go to Tokyo. I need to figure out how I'm going to make money. So I just really thought, okay, what is it that I can do? What is it that I could, that I think I would enjoy doing? And then that's when I started teaching English. And I felt, I, I, I beforehand, I always felt passionate about education because when I was younger, I was a lifeguard. I mean, I was kind of like into, you know, teaching children and being a mentor. And I also, I was a lifeguard and I also taught swimming lessons to kids when I was younger. So just been very much interested in communication and interacting with people, human behavior. My academic background is actually in um, communication. So UC Santa Barbara, I learned, uh, it would be what, like um, communication in terms of human behavior. And I found that to be so fascinating and interesting, but I didn't, after I graduated, I didn't know what I would do with that. And then everything that I did afterwards was um, all about communication, about human contact, about how to um, connect, how to emotionally, intellectually connect with people so you can um, help people, right? Or, you know, direct or lead or tell people what to do or how to help them or listen to them. So that's really um, what happened. And I had no other choice. So I was like, okay, you move your ass. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you move. Um, and I had to figure it out. And that's really what it was. And it was hard, you know, you know, you, um, you wonder when, when you're going to get money, you know, or how stable that's going to be to asking or talking about money to putting down conditions. And I didn't know anything about that, but I learned as I went and here I am. Awesome. Now, you know, what I'm curious about is like, since you were, you know, trained in understanding, like said, you know, the, the, the art of communicating between human beings, you know, mm -hmm. you know, how was it for you? Like when you worked in the corporate environment or even now in your own business, as you're working with people and you hear what they're saying, or you hear what they're not saying, or it's like, do you find yourself analyzing their communication approaches? I do now. Uh, I have to say, I, I, 
it, it, it depends. If it, when it's well done, you're like, wow, that person's a great communicator. They're a leader. You know, they're they're a leader. They know how to talk to people. They know how to make lift people up. They're positive. You know, they know how to give feedback. It's not about being nice all that time, too, right? A good leader is a person who's like, you know, hey, I noticed that you do this. This you do this well. Um, and I'd like for you to improve this part, you know, maybe we could develop this part. And it really is about that. So, um, but I will tell you when I first graduated from school, I'm like, oh my goodness, everybody's going to know how to communicate. And I go into the corporate world and I'm like, what? Um, not like I, you know, apparently I knew at age 22 that I knew everything, you know? So I obviously knew better than anybody else. Uh, and, and, you know, um, Nobody knew how to communicate, apparently, except for me. But um, but I was really surprised in terms of how um, managers were talking, you know, to their subordinates. And, it's, you know, it, it was it's not it's not about, you know, your ranking or whatever. It was I was a bit shocked in the way that people communicated and I was not prepared for that. But I mean, it's not to say, I, I cannot say that the company that I worked with was, was bad. It's just that in general, everybody can improve, right? So when you learn communication theory, you're like, oh, that's so logical. Like, oh yeah, that's really logical. Like if you picked up a communication book and you read it, you're like, that's so logical. And then you're like, but yet you don't apply it to your everyday life. So that was what was surprising. Like people are intelligent, you know, they're capable, they know what they're doing, except that when they're trying to lead a team and and asking you to do something, um, they maybe lacked the skills to clearly communicate what they wanted. And that has really driven me to do this work. But I did not know that I was gonna do this until pretty like five years ago. So. Gotcha. So you now, as you kind of figure that out five years ago, I mean, what was it like, you know, now you're, I guess, letting people know about, hey, this is what you do and this is how you can help. Like, how did people, did people really start to understand the value of it or how did you kind of build up kind of the branding and the marketing around what you do? Hmm. Really organic. I could, I could, I could, I could really sit here and tell you I have this plan. But what's beautiful about my story is that I just moved towards what was where my heart really was was um, in line with. Like what my my heart was saying, this work is really interesting, and every time you do it, you love it. So do more and go towards it. So it was like education and then people would, you know, it was English classes and then those English classes became coaching classes. And then those coaching classes became like presentation class, you know? So it was like these, it just kind of naturally happened. They were like, can you do this? Um, I want to do like a presentation in English and this and that. I was like, yeah, of course. And then, and then I, I was like, oh, this is really interesting. And then my friend's company contacted me. They're like, we're looking for somebody to do cultural talks. I'm like, okay, let me try that. And then, and then I found a, a team of people who were doing public speaking coaching in a high school. So I'm passionate about, about education and especially youth education. You know, I'm, I'm into all of that. So I was like, okay, well, let me do that. And I was like, that's really awesome too. And then I went into the business school. I got called on and said, hey, we want some co we need some coaches at this um, at a business school. I'm like, okay. And it really, it really was like that. You know, some people 
are like, I know I want to do that. So I'm just going to go for it. And in my case, it wasn't like that. It was like one thing led to another thing. And I'm, and then I, and then I was like, Oh, that's really interesting. I want to do more of that. So then I started meeting more people in that world and people who needed my help. And then little by little, it just kind of organically grew to the point where I'm like, Oh, I'm really doing this right now. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So as you started working with all those different groups, I mean, it, did you start noticing that there were common trends behind like what was hindering them from communicating well? Or were you noticing like, hey, you know, the college business school was this, the high school was this, or were there a lot of similarities? Yeah. Um, the biggest similarity is the common thread would definitely be that we sometimes we, we don't, I don't want to, um, we don't always believe that we're capable of what we're doing. So we don't, we lack confidence or we lack the ability to see what we're really capable of doing. Um, just like, you know, you said to me, you, 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 we started this call and, and you said, I really like your stuff. And, you know, I really like the, the videos that you're putting out. And unless somebody says that to you out loud, you just kind of wonder, am I doing this right? Do I really know what I'm talking about? And a lot of people feel that same way, whether you're like seven years old or 20 or 30 or, you know, 70 and above you can be an expert at something and absolutely know um, front and back, you know, of everything, like every book that you've ever read and you are a pro and yet you doubt your ability and your knowledge. And everybody has this part where they feel like they don't know if they are really that expert that they really are. So that is really what hinders people to go out and speak about what they're um, passionate about and what their, um, yeah, what their passions are about. Awesome. So when it comes down to people working with you or organizations working with you, kind of, you know, how do you, and I don't want you to give away all your secrets because I want them to give you a call. So how do you help them kind of start the start the process of navigating over that hurdle so they can get to the point where they do feel more confident and they can actually communicate more clearly? Good question. <laughs> um, get out of your head. Stop thinking about it and um, get out there and do it. It's... Um, one of the things that I really talk about in the work that I do and speaking to professionals and entrepreneurs is if you want to be seen in your industry, you got to go out on stage. Um, it doesn't have to be literally a stage, but to go out to conferences, to go be invited to panel discussions, to go on to podcasts and participate and talk about your business. It's a great way for people to get to know you and for you to meet and network other people in your industry. So um, get out of your head. It's not about you and your lack of. It's about what do you have that you can share with everybody else? So if you have something to say and it could help other people, get out there and share it. And there are so many people who 
have great knowledge who can make a difference in this world, but they lack the ability to communicate that well. And that is unfortunate. And if they have something great to share, learn the skills, you know, to figure out how you can share that with the world is what I have to say. Awesome. I, I love it. And speaking of sharing with the world, like I said, the way I came across your, your profile and we connected is because I saw some of the amazing content that you were posting on LinkedIn. And I, I how did you get started kind of going down that path and kind of what was your motivation for starting to create, you know, LinkedIn content? Great question. It's, um, you know, this wall over here, <laughs> when you have the wall to your back and you need to figure out what to do to move forward, you go on social media. <laughs> <laughs> um, actually, you know, part of the work that I was doing and part of it's that, but it, and actually the social media part is that I, I wanted to um, start doing work online. You know, I wanted to actually be more mobile. So I do a lot of work in Barcelona Um I've also done some work in Europe and also this year, it was supposed to be last year, but this year I'm actually going out to Tokyo and to be, to start working in Tokyo. I started, you know, um, I started the journey about two years ago or a year and a half ago. And my plan is to physically go to Tokyo and start doing more of these workshops. Um, but really to go on LinkedIn was to have that option of, Hey, I feel like going to Bali. Let me go to Bali for, a week and still take calls if I want to. And that was really like, okay, let me do that. That is like the business side of it, but also, so then the video and me creating the videos was like, okay, well, um, let's see if I can help more people. And through that process, and you know as well, Terrell, that, that when you start doing these podcasts, when you compare it to like your first podcast and then, you know, like the 300th one, you're like, wow, how much I've improved. Like your communication skills, uh, your gestures, your smiling, your eye contact. Um, I see that you're mirroring too. You mirror what I say, right? So this is communication techniques of you're repeating like certain words or phrases that I say to lead into the next question. Like, I'm sure that you have improved that a lot, haven't you, in the Absolutely. past year or so? But see, so this is this is so creating the videos actually. Um, I didn't even think about it in the beginning, but but it has really helped with my performance, performance or basically my delivery of how I'm doing it. So it's a win-win situation. I'm helping you with the content. Hopefully, I'm inspiring you or, or, or giving you creative ideas. And then in the meantime, I'm also learning how to do it better and write better and present better. And um, so, yeah, that is how I started on LinkedIn. I love it because, you know, that's one of the questions that a lot of people ask me from time to time is, you know, how did you get so good at creating content? And I'm like, well, I just embrace the fact that the first 50 videos are going to be horrible. And I'm just like, just, just work through it. It's not horrible. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it's um, something you got to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking that your first video is going to be perfect, uh, hello, you know, but <laughs> I'm sure it wasn't that bad. Right. But when you compare it 300 or 400 episodes later, you're like, yeah, wow. What a big difference. Yeah. I will say uh, for myself, I always joke because 
My first 10, I believe, were absolutely horrible. I mean, they were so bad that I never actually shared them with the public. Um, Because I remember when my wife told me that, hey, you know, we should do videos. And at the time, I was just writing blogs. And I'm like, I can do that. Um, It was helping me communicate, you know, clarify my message better. And she was like, we should do videos. And so I was like, all right, give me two weeks. I would come home in the evenings and practice in the basement with my cell phone. And I showed her the first one and the look on her face was just like, yeah, this isn't good. So I didn't show her the, re- the next nine. Actually, I just deleted them after I recorded them and watched them myself. Like, yeah, this is bad. So what everybody started seeing was like number 11 through now. <laughs> what was bad about it? Curious to know. What, 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 what did you think was bad about it? Um, I think the awkwardness of like when the camera cut on and I, I could just see the awkwardness in my (laughs) face where it's just like, do I look at the camera? And at times I'm like looking over here instead of looking at the camera and to where it's just like those little things that I'm just like, wow, this is so distracting and like difficult to watch. (laughs) Cause you're in your head, right? You're in your head. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. So yes. I'd like to see those videos. <laughs> well, I honestly, I did delete them. <laughs> okay. Well, we can, we can, we can compare episode 11 to 300 and whatever. Um, okay. I'd be well, happy to, to help you. Um, what do I say? Walk you through, you know, all the improvements that you've made. So we can talk about that later. Oh, I, I, I love it. I love it. And so, and speaking of, like I said, with being able to work with, with anyone from, I guess, from anywhere you are, how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way for them to find you if they realize like, hey, I need help in improving my communication and my ability to deliver a message? Hmm. Great question. They can find me on LinkedIn. LinkedIn with Kyoko Takeyama. Um, and they can also find me on Instagram, kyoko.takeyama as well. Uh, I'm not really as active on, I'm not that active on Instagram, but if they prefer, um, they can find me on Instagram and I'm definitely more active on LinkedIn. So they can find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, you know, one of the questions I like to ask every guest that comes on to me, when you think about your skill set and you think about, you know, your background and your experience, you know, what's two pieces of advice you would give to others based on your experience and your, your specialty and your skill set? All right. Great question. Two things. One, tell your personal stories. People want to know about you. Uh, they, a lot of times when you see people speaking on stage, it doesn't matter. The most interesting things that you'll find out about the person is about their personal life. So share your personal story. It's just like, you know, we talked about my background and what happened. You know, that is uh, more interesting than sometimes more interesting than my expertise on communication. So share your, your personal stories. And number two is participate ask questions be interested um participate in meetings share your opinion um go on a podcast every create videos every time you participate and you get out there and talk about what you do your passion 
it gets better and better. It gets easier and easier. People think that, you know, um, public speaking is a talent, but it's not. It's a skill like anything else. And Tyrell, you know that the more that you do it, you do, you know, 300, 400 podcasts, it gets way better, right? So the more that you do it, the practice, it gets better and better and participate. Purpose, oh, sorry, personal, share your personal stories and participate in as many conversations as you can. And you, your story and your um, people, your story will get out there and people will want to talk to you. So go and do it. Stop thinking about doing it and go out and do it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. And I want to say definitely thank you for coming on the show. Um, Like I said, it's always great to have other effective communicators, like I said, every time I see your videos pop up, I mean, I, I think your, your, your classic hello, uh, your hi there, um, definitely, I agree, that it, that's it, perfect. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I, I, I wish I had the, you know, I guess you say that the, the, the charisma to pull people's attention in with something like that. I'm like, I'm going to have to figure out what my thing is. Oh, no. That's amazing. <laughs> Oh my goodness, this. <laughs> You're actually the second person that told me this. Uh, they were like, he, he, but, but, uh, so a friend said, I think your wave is your signature, like your signature, I don't know, and, uh, opening and closing. I'm like, okay, great. Um, I encourage you, Terrell, to find your signature entry, entrance. Um, maybe, you know, be like putting on your glasses sort of thing, or I don't know. It's great. Um, Thank you so much for this. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much. We'll definitely include some, uh, you know, tag you in when we, we share this so people can find you on LinkedIn. Also, they can go find you on Instagram and really start learning from all the great insights that you're sharing and the amazing content that you're sharing with the world. Thank you so much. Um, and I am looking forward to watching your videos and all of this incredible knowledge. And, and I can't wait to see you evolve, evolve in your podcast as well. You're doing a great job and excellent, excellent on the mirroring techniques. Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media and If you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the business talk library is the place where business makes sense.